Hello, Max McGillivray from Beanstalk on this exciting broadcast with the PMA in South Africa on the citrus industry. But most importantly, Leanne, say hello to everyone, please. Hi, everyone. Good to be back. Um, and Leanne, we were just catching up with all of our experts that we'll bring in in, in a minute in our, in our green room. Um, how is the winter? How is the winter faring in, uh, in South Africa as we lumber through our attempt at a summer in the UK, please? Well, as you can see, <laughs> Max, I'm completely wrapped up. And I think you're probably enjoying this moment because normally it's the opposite. We're scorching and boiling over here. So we've got snow on the mountains and everyone's wrapped up. So we're chilly. Wow. <laughs> Okay, but South Africa is still as beautiful as it ever is. Of course, of course. So uh, we, I forget, forget how many we've done now, Leanne. It feels like we must have done six, seven or eight, but I'm really enjoying, we're getting really good reaction to these monthly broadcasts that we're doing with yourself, with your colleagues from the PMA in South Africa on certain uh, product areas. And um, I don't know if um, any of you caught up with it. We did a, a great um, teaser, a trailer with uh, with Justin, Justin Chadwick, um, the CEO of uh, the Citrus Growers Association about, about a week ago with Leanne. And where that worked really well was just to get a bit of an informal understanding as to uh, how citrus or originated from uh, South Africa, where it is today and where it's going in the, in the future. And it's been a really good precursor, Leanne, hasn't it, to, um, for this broadcast today with the experts that we've got in. And, and, and citrus as a whole, you, you seem, the sector seems to be in robust health, would you think, Leanne? Absolutely, Max. It's, it's a very vital part of our fresh produce sector. Um, and I'm sure quite a lot of our experts will talk about where we sit globally um, in terms of our exports. I believe we're the second largest exporter after Spain. Um, our industry is growing in production um, and we have an incredible amount of technical know-how um, behind the scenes making it a success. So we're bringing all of those experts today to talk about that. And just before we get into the into the real uh, dialogue about citrus, could you just give a bit of an understanding as to the PMA? I, I normally um, give, give it, but it'd be fantastic actually to get a bit of a better, better understanding from you because you're 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 in it. You, you know it. You have the passion for the PMA in uh, Southern Africa. Please tell us about uh, the PMA. Supermax, yes. So the PMA or the Produce Marketing Association, we are a global association. And we represent pretty much everyone within the fresh produce industry, I would say from the start, so seed developers right up to retailers who sell the fresh produce at the end of the day. We cover everyone from veggies to fruit to flowers. We have a global membership. We have over 3,000 member companies globally um, across all different areas within the fresh produce supply chain. And what we do as an association or member-driven association is we look to connect our members to flourish in their business and that's connecting them to each other and connecting them to vital information so that they can grow. Leanne, fantastic. And uh, if it wasn't for Leanne and her great colleague, um, Jennifer, we wouldn't be able to set up this, uh, this, this broadcast. And if you follow them on social, you can see how active Leanne Jennifer, the PMA in, in, in Southern Africa. Oh, and I just go back to this um, uh, this video that we did with the, with Justin. I, d I don't know if you saw the and it's had nearly 5,000 views on our various oh, platforms. Wow. So I can't work out. Well, it's obviously not me. It's, it's, so it's definitely a combination of your of yourself and uh, and Justin. So a big shout out to Justin. And and I, and I must just read this out. I've just been having. Um, e an email dialogue with a, with a fantastic Gloria, Gloria Weir, who, who basically with Justin runs the Citrus Growers Association. And I owe um, a, a great debt of gratitude to, to Gloria because three, four years ago, I did a, um, a motorbike ride from London to 
uh, Cape Town to promote fresh produce. Um, and we had the most amazing time and experience in, in South Africa. And we saw the best of the best of all of your uh, fresh produce. But we wouldn't have achieved that if it wasn't for Gloria um, because of her skills at, at managing to juggle um, two itinerants on motorbikes to some of the best uh, fresh produce businesses in, in South Africa. So I, I just said on email, I've got to embarrass uh, Gloria because I thought it was quite a good ditty. Um, so to Gloria, roses are red, violets are blue. We love Gloria, as does the citrus industry too. What do you think, Leanne? Will I make a poet? Um, um, let's move on. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> so, so what we're going to do, the agenda is uh, we're going to um, uh, have a uh, an update from uh, one of our key sponsors, um, Kiss and Hub, the great Georgie. Um, and then we're going to um, turn it over to Joe Shaw Roberts, Insights Director for Kantar, who's going to give us his masterclass on where he thinks citrus is. And then we're going to catch up with our um, experts from South, South Africa, we're then going to have a Q&A. So if you've got any questions of any of the uh, of the panel, uh, please start to fire them in. Um, and then we should be done in, uh, in a, about an hour's time. So could everyone come in so we can briefly um, introduce you all? That would uh, that would work really, really well. So as everyone's um, piling in, Georgie, who are you, please? And who are you representing? Hi, Max. And hi, everyone. Um, I'm Georgie Nock, and I am representing Kiss and Hub today. We're a software platform that connects every seed to sale in the fresh produce supply chain. Okay, and I take it you're not in South Africa today? No, unfortunately not. I've never been. It's always been on the list. So one day, hopefully soon. Excellent. I'm, I'm sure uh, one of these uh, um, in, in gen gentlemen will be able to invite us over so we can, uh, uh, so you can find out experience amazing South African fresh produce. Joshua Roberts, you don't need an introduction, but who are you and who are Kantar? <laughs> Hi, Max. So I run the GB produce team in Kantar. Kantar globally operate consumer panels, meaning we track how consumers are shopping for groceries and shopping for produce and all of our clients use us as a tool um, through which to spot opportunities to grow with retailers. Worth mentioning that we've got a new consumer panel in South Africa so should you be interested in that um, drop me a note afterwards and I'll see if I can hook you up. I think our first day that's coming out in a month's time. Fantastic. We need to ask after your baby daughter. We found out that her, of her love of bananas and avocados and, and palms, top fruit previously. Does she like citrus? Or was it a bit too sharp for her? Do you know what? She she gets through oranges. She'll absolutely munch through them. We've got we've got to stop her, otherwise she'll just get through the whole supply. Oh, that's hilarious. Thank you very, very much, Joe. Uh, Vaughan, Vaughan, who are you, please, and who are you representing? I'm Max. Um... I'm the and chief executive of uh, Citrus Research International. Uh, so it's a, a research organization uh, that provides research and technical support services to the uh, Southern African citrus industry. You know, talk a bit more about that later. Fantastic. We were just saying in our green room that I was uh, well, on my trip through uh, South Africa. I was very privileged. Again, Gloria set it up for us uh, to, to visit um, some of Vaughan's colleagues and uh, the, the, the setup. I don't think I've seen such an impressive setup in Africa, let, let, in, let, let alone in Europe. And I, I don't say, say that uh, blindly. Johnny, who are you, please? Who do you represent? I'm uh, with the CGA Cultivar Management Company, um, the general manager. And... Uh, yeah, we we were uh, started about 20, 2012, end of twenty eleven, uh, with the idea of, of pro providing an alternative uh, to growers in South Africa uh, for citrus varieties, uh, protected and also uh, open varieties as well. Fantastic! And you just said in, the, in our green room how you got a little bit of snow on the on the mountain top. So, are you going boarding? Are you going snowboarding after this broadcast? 
Nothing like that. No, no, no lifts. But in South Africa. <laughs> well, what about helicopters? Come on, there must be a way around this. Make a plan. Isn't that what uh, you were saying? Uh, the only way is to trudge up very slowly. Oh, no, don't want to do that. Thank you. Rowan, who are you and who are you representing, please? Hi, Max. Thanks for having me on. Hello, everybody. Um, I represent Fruit One. We are a grower exporter in South Africa, managing uh, about 2,500 hectares of citrus and then about 200 hectares of macadamias and uh, exporting all over the world. Fantastic. And we were, we were just uh, having a catch up in the, in the green room about uh, your, your, your non-love of, uh, of the round ball and your love of the, of the odd ball. Is that correct? Growing up in South Africa, you have to be a passionate rugby fan. Okay, to, to all those dialing in from the UK and Europe, um, as you'd expect, the South Africans aren't that interested in the in the Euros that's uh, that's currently happening in the in the UK. But we're all excited about the Lions going out to South Africa, and that's going to be that's going to be um, amazing. Uh, Duo, hello, who are you and who are you representing, please? Hi, I'm I'm Joe Landman. I'm representing the Landman Group. Uh, we are farmers in the Limpopo province and also in the Western Cape. Our main main focus is citrus and then also mangoes and potatoes. And um, we started the new almond project in the Western Cape about two years ago. Wow. And, and uh, if, if you had to have a choice, what would be your favorite citrus? To, if, if, you were going to, if, if we were coming out to visit you, what, what, would, uh, what would be the citrus that you would like us to, to try to taste first, please? Um, it's, uh, it's a funny thing. We started packing oranges this week and uh, I told my, my father and my brother, I think it's because of, I grew up on a, on a citrus farm and way back, we only had oranges that, that oranges still, uh, at, at, even now is still my favorite, uh, favorite citrus. So I'll probably go and show you some, some, uh, some oranges somewhere. Oh, excellent. Okay. We've got to get some of your uh, beautiful oranges to, to Joe's daughter. I think that would be a great way to to promote and advertise uh, South Africa fresh produce. Okay, so let's uh, let's get on with this. Um, if um, Liang, if you could keep your video open, George, if you could keep your video open, everyone else, if I could just push you to the to the side, if you could turn off your video and your and your microphones, that'd be great. Um, Liang, we did um, a great broadcast with yourself about um, online platforms and um, Georgie's um, uh, colleague boss uh, Giles was on there talking about uh, about Kissenhub. Um, uh, Liang, are you seeing within your uh, your your membership base a, a a rush to online platforms are people adopting adopting them are they seeing the benefits of them i think they are max i think if you look at we've got um three members in south africa and then kiss and have has also joined our community Whee! which is great um and so what we're seeing is that the the online platforms are definitely starting to fill a gap on requirements in the market um, and we, we've got, you know, covering from sort of trading, um, from um, hunger relief or, or sort of um, charity donations, right through to sort of input services. And so they are building and they are starting to fill a gap. And we also see that they, particularly in South Africa, provide an additional channel for what we call smaller scale farmers and producers to get better channels to market. So it is in growth and the adoption is, is starting to happen. For sure. 
fantastic at the end. And, and just to say, everyone, this, this you, you can see key individuals as they go through their careers within fresh produce. Leanne is, I'm going to embarrass Leanne now, Leanne is, is one of those individuals. I, Leanne and I have known each other for well, too many years, haven't we? Um, Georgie's a really interesting one as well. If you look at Georgie's uh, background on, on LinkedIn and her association with Kissenhub and where Kissenhub are going, if you don't already, follow both Leanne and Georgie on, on the likes of um, LinkedIn and uh, via the PMA or Kissenhub because they're definitely two two people, two very important people in the sector to watch. Um, Leanne, can you just turn off your, your video, please? So, so Georgie, I'm just going to hand, hand it over to you. Could you tell us a bit more about Kissenhub and how it could be beneficial to fresh produce uh, growers, companies, whether it be in South Africa or internationally, please? Over to you. Thank you so much, Max. Um, so um, we are a software platform that fills the huge information gap that Leanne mentioned that currently exists in the fresh produce supply chain. So we can track and the progress of the crops all the way from the moment that they're planted um, to the moment that they're delivered at the factory gate and then picked up by the ERP system. So we're really dealing with that messy middle bit of the supply chain where producer groups really commonly suffer from a lack of visibility, whether it be on the quality of their incoming produce, their expected or actual yields and then the anticipated delivery dates as well because too often loads um, are just turned away because maybe they're not on spec or they're late which um, is not good for either margin or um, relationships with those key customers so we really want to do something about that and so we're replacing those siloed spreadsheets which I'm sure a lot of people uh, on this call today are, are juggling currently um, and our software gives just greater predictability because when you have all that information and data about your supply and procurement in one place then you can really see how you can improve your margins reduce your waste as well as make you know a great service to your customers as well so how we do this is um, a set of dashboards um, which shows how the growers are performing um, as well as how the crops are progressing throughout the whole season and this offers the perfect blend of both procurement and commercial information for easy reporting and analytics and these dashboards are fed by our four modules so you can turn these on and off and use as you wish but the first one is we call monitor which provides our live updates to track your crops progress and then inventory so you can view both your field and store inventories in the same place and then we've got our quality which is more for the technical side of things which um, monitors your market suitability and your crop quality based on the thresholds that you set so these can be completely customizable um, depending on your customer's requirements and then finally we have supply so this captures and shares um, your provenance your quality and your compliance all in a digital way, which is brilliant for the 21st century. And um, just to wrap up, um, we're really excited um, to offer an eight week free trial. So if any of this interests you, or you'd like to just learn more, then please get in touch with either myself or my team. Um, you can find us on kissandhub.com or you can email myself at georgina at kissandhub.com. And just to wrap up, I'm going to do a shameless plug um, for our webinar tomorrow afternoon, which is 1 p.m. Um, UK time. So it's um, 2 p.m. in South Africa. And we'd love um, for you to guys to join us. Um, we're 
We're interviewing the joint MD Yvonne um, at Jupiter Group, which is one of our customers and also based out in um, South Africa as well. Quite a few of you might have heard of them already. And um, yeah, so please join us. It's only 30 minutes. And um, yeah, just thank you so much. I'm really, really enjoying these sessions and I can't wait to learn more about the citrus industry this afternoon. So thank you. Georgie, well, well done. And uh, if you're watching from, from the UK, uh, we were talking about it in our green room that there's um, a cereals uh, is on, I think it's, what's it, Georgie, next Wednesday, next Thursday. Yes. Um, and Georgie and I are, are going, going there. Neither of us have got stands there, but um, we're going to try and uh, film, film Georgie when we're on site. So if you want to get in contact and see Georgie and the team actually live in the UK at cereals next week, just uh, reach out to her via, via the website or, or, or via LinkedIn. Or, for, or if you're from South Africa and you've got a private jet and you can get over quickly to, um, a rather cold and, and wet Lincolnshire because it's always cold and, uh, and wet. You can you can see her there. So, Georgie, just uh, tell us one more time. How can we get in contact with Kirsten Hub, please? Um, the easiest way is via our website. So we've got our contact page there. Um, or you can email hello at Kirsten Hub or you can email me directly at georgina at kissinghub.com or you can find us on social media, all the places. Georgie, thank you very much. So Kiss and Hub, def definitely want to watch. We know so many key companies, uh, a la the, the likes of um, Jupiter with a footprint in uh, UK, South Africa, help me, Georgie, uh, India and uh, and Greece, I think Egypt as well, um, who've uh, adopted the Kiss and, Kiss and Hub technology. So it's definitely one to, to look out for if you're looking for that type of groundbreaking technology that is robust and reliable for the for the future. Georgie, thank you. Just stay there a minute. Um, Joe, could you come in, please? So I always think there's a there's a really interesting link here, um, Joe, between the likes of online platforms and, and yourself. Um, Joe, is there a link as of yet between the data that you're producing within within Kanta and online platforms, or, or um, am, am I anticipating a, a little bit too much there? Well, yeah, there definitely is. In so far as we're tracking people's shopping behaviour, so we've seen an absolute explosion of of online shopping behaviour, you know, which was plateauing before last year. So that's been broken now. Older people much more comfortable with online shopping, yeah. and and now we're getting to the stage where we're kind of unwinding and we're figuring out where that's going to go. Yeah. So um, definitely but, but, tracking much more activity there. But but, but Joe, in, the, in the respect of the data, the fantastic data that you produce, can that be um, migrated into the likes of um, a Kiss and Hub system or other other on, online platforms or a um, a, a, a CRM system? Are, is that is that there, or um, am I not? Am I naive to uh, to think that? No, several of our clients do use our, our raw data and plug it into their own systems. We've also got our, our own system that can house multiple data sources. So um, it, it, that's a one-stop shop. And equally, there's the flexibility to use it how you like as well. Okay. So you, you're absolutely right. Georgie, contact Joe after this and, and see, see, if, see if that will that will work. Georgie, if you could just turn off your, your video and your, your audio, that, that's fantastic. So, so Joe, as I, as I mentioned earlier with, the, with Leanne, where it's been so impressive with Cantar, with um, the likes of the avocado broadcast that we did and, and the POM, uh, you, 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 you just gave such a, an interesting perspective as to those industry sectors. And we had your um, uh, colleague uh, Rakesh on uh, for a broadcast we did with British growers, where he gave a masterclass on where um, uh, where veg has gone. So if you if you haven't seen Joe or Cantar uh, in the respect of um, of what they do, what they can present, just watch this. Joe, over to you. Thank you, Max. Bear with me one second while I share my screen. I know. As normal, just make sure we can see it. We can see it, Joe. Super. Have, okay. Track. I'm going to minimise myself. Fantastic. So how did citrus fruit perform last year in the UK and how can we expect it to perform this year? I'll be talking you through some of the key highlights for, from the massive citrus growth over 2020 and where we think that is heading. 
And first up, really interesting stat for anyone who's tracking citrus's performance against other fruits. As soon as we entered that first lockdown period, citrus just started eating share away from all other fruit types. And it was almost as if shoppers were going, look, we recognise the health benefits of this, or we're getting so fed up, we're going to drink loads and use lots of lemons and limes in our cocktails. And, and, and citrus really took off in, in a way that not many other fruit types did. And it managed to sustain that throughout uh, most of 2020. Now, you know, I mentioned people definitely saw something in citrus. It was overwhelmingly the health benefits. So when we track why citrus was being consumed, over 80% of citrus consumption during various lockdowns were chosen for health benefits. And that's twice as many as other fruits. So specifically shoppers looking for the vitamin C content of citrus and recognising already that that's a really strong message that citrus carries and definitely one that we need to be, um, be continuing to push as an industry. So what, what happened as a result of this? People recognising all of these fantastic health benefits of citrus. Well, of course, citrus starts to steal from other fruits. So we know that stone fruit had a tough year last year. Um, the green bar on the top of here articulates which uh, the extent to which citrus stole from other fruits. The chart on the right-hand side shows the millions of pounds switched from other fruits into citrus. So we can see stone fruit, berries, bananas, grapes in particular, all lost out as shoppers flocked to various citrus types. Um, but not only did shoppers move out of other fruits, shoppers who were buying citrus already increased their spend on the category and existing fruit shoppers started adding citrus into their baskets more and more often as well, all of which amounted to an extra £50 million um, over the 24 weeks capturing the key lockdown periods. So really successful year for citrus. We, we saw some new shoppers here too. You know, very difficult to get new shoppers into a category as highly penetrated as citrus. But we did manage to get some younger consumers in. Um, so, you know, both pre-family and young families, um, you know, many of whom traditionally will probably be interacting a bit more in that out-of-home sphere, buying, buying more citrus in home and using it there. Dare we say for a few, uh, a few stress-relieving cocktails. Um, the, the challenge really now is how do we keep them in? How do we keep them engaged with the category and stop them falling out as we resume our normal lives? Um, and, you know, and on that note, it's... it's Pertinent, firstly, to recognise the fact that 5.1% of citrus shoppers in 2020 were completely new to the category. So, you know, 5%, not insignificant, but when we put that in, in actual terms, that's 1.3 million shoppers worth just shy of £10 million. So th th this is like a one-time opportunity for lots of industries who saw lots of different shoppers engaging with their products last year we really need to do a lot of marketing activity to keep them, keep them engaged because they're already hooked. We just need to make sure they continue uh, buying our products. Yeah, and, and we can offer more info in this space. So if you get in touch with me, we're happy to help here. Um, we can help you understand what the consumption habits of these shoppers are so you can communicate with them in ways that we know um, can be customizable and effective to them. You can tweak your marketing uh, to make sure that these shoppers or, or we'll make sure that we do our best to keep them in the category uh, when there's a good chance that they're falling out at the moment. And that is exactly what we see at the moment. So if we look at what's happening so far this year in the 12 weeks to the 16th of May. Um, green, green bars uh, to the left of this line um, articulate lost shoppers. And then the pink bar indicates lost um, spend through lower average prices as well. So these are the two key trends that are impacting the citrus category as a whole this year. We can see notably, you know, easy peelers and oranges 
quite significant loss shoppers there um, and across the board too. So you know, just an indication that this activity is going to be really relevant uh, if, if we're to stop this shopper loss in citrus. But when it comes to what's going to happen, you know, it's very difficult to predict the future using data. And generally, we, we can look back to, um, to get a flavour of what's going to go on looking forward. We estimate that this year will net out from a fresh fruit perspective, 3% higher than pre-COVID. So if you took citrus as a rough barometer of that, citrus had a particularly good year, um, but was already on a reasonably decent upgrowth trajectory in the UK before that. I think we can expect citrus to be slightly higher, probably about 4 to 5% higher than pre-COVID. For fruit as a whole, that's an extra £173 million. So although that's going to net out as a year-on-year decline of 11%, we should still recognise that um, you know, fundamentally a lot of shoppers are, are going to be kept in the category and kept engaged purely by all this time spent at home um, over the last year having different citrus fruits. Um, so a really quick overview of, of some pertinent issues in the industry there um, and a quick plug that we can answer many more of your questions and help connect you with retailers to win more business in the UK, uh, as well as South Africa, where our data set's launching next month and various other European countries. Um, so do get in touch with me if, if you think that you need some data to support you in retailer discussions. Uh, that's it from me, Max. Joe, what do we all say? In information is uh, is power. Leanne, can you just come back in, please? Um, Joe, what's what's your? So it, it's great that you have that understanding of um, of, of citrus. Just so we can get, a, well, where do you and your colleagues feel uh, fresh produce consumption and sales are going over the next two to three years? Because we've been all very optimistic on all of our broadcasts that um, the the consumer knows that to to be better to to counter any form of an, this pandemic this pandemic or golf a bit another one they've got to eat more fresh produce do you think generally if everything is, a, is is in a positive direction in respect of fresh produce consumption it's a slow slow movement but it's heading in the right direction so when i joined the produce team about three years ago our average consumption in the uk was 3.2 items of fruit and veg a week and we, we all uh, sorry a day and we, we all know we're meant to be getting five um that's now around about 3.8 so you know hardly making waves but when you put that into the context of a 60 million population that's that's pretty good i think yeah and it's uh, coincidental that we've got uh, we've got some in the uk we've got some big campaigns on the on the go at the moment we've got a campaign called veg power that's got a lot of free tv advertising and we've um, i'm sure you're all aware of it the united nations 2021 year of fruit and veg so you'd hope that would uh, also assist leanne any any comments on the back of um, joe's presentation please leanne just turn on your ears so yeah it's just interesting to see that you know the there has sort of been some feedback um from members that i've spoken to that the buying power um has declined particularly for citrus first last year with COVID. so some of that is feeding back into our growers exporters they're definitely seeing a, a buying power decline um, and that's probably, you know, the, the price is not being seen particularly um, for citrus okay. um, in the consumption markets. So we're sort of getting quite a lot of that feedback in this year. Understood. Joe, thank you very much. Before we, um, um, we, we love you, love you and, and leave you, um, how does your baby daughter, how does she like to have her citrus? All over the place, I think. <laughs> Com completely scattered everywhere. 
uh, we, we've got to be very careful with the skin so she doesn't choke. Um, but that means all the segments fall out and she can throw them where she wants. So um, some, some of it makes it into her mouth, I'm sure. <laughs> Excellent. I, I think, Leanne, I think we've got to... Joe, I, I always forget, what's your daughter's name, please? Evie. Evie, um, Leanne, I think we need to set up Evie, a South African uh, fresh produce Instagram account, and we just need to send her lots of uh, different South African stitches to try. I think, I think the, uh, the the look at her face and the short clips TikTok would be would be amazing. Joe, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you on. And just um, how can everyone get in contact with uh, with your with yourself and Cantal, please? So find myself on LinkedIn. It's Joseph Shaw Roberts, or um, email me joseph.shawroberts at cantar.com. Fantastic. Joe, thank you very much. If you could turn turn off your video, that'd be that'd be great. And, thank you, and everyone. Vaughan, we, well done, Joe. And Vaughan, if you could um, uh, come on in, that would be fantastic. Uh, Vaughan, any any thoughts, any comments on the back of uh, Joe's uh, presentation, please? Yeah, um, like so, uh, I think those are those are sort of the sharp end things that uh, um, influence the the um, consumers' uh, interest in the product. Um, you know, we're, we're more focused on, on enabling the uh, producers and the exporters to, to land that, yeah. that fruit in the marketplace. Um, and, and hopefully we can, we're going to attach a bit of a good story to it behind it as well. It'll increase, stimulate some of that, uh, that lost interest. Excellent. Well, well, well done. That's going to be our, our mission for today and for the rest of the year. So can you tell us, for those that don't know, a little bit more about the Citrus Research um, International Unit business, please? Yeah, Max. So um, we refer to it as uh, CRI, the acronym. Um, and it's a, well, we're a research organization. Uh, it's a, it's a, a virtual uh, research institute. Uh, the mission is to enable the sustained uh, global competitiveness of the Southern African citrus industry. And we, we aim to achieve that through providing research and, and technical support services uh, to the industry. And it consists of, uh, you know, there's a CRI, the, the company, we've got our own infrastructure and personnel and, and, uh, and so on. Uh, but then we've got a much bigger, a bigger group alliance partnership. Uh, so it's uh, the virtual part of the Institute. Uh, so there are a number of, of uh, universities that, that play a, a, a key role, uh, Agricultural Research Council, and then we've got a variable component of, of international uh, collaborators that, that form part of the network as they, as they join in, in on projects, yeah. And, and um, I, I wasn't—I should have been—I wasn't aware of the, of the international aspect. That's a bit, a bit na naive of me. What's the scope? Of the research and the, and the technical um, element of the of um, of the CRI, please. Yeah, Max. So, so we're talking about a research organisation, and and one might think that it's just you know a, um, a bunch of scientists sitting in laboratories behind microscopes, um, but it's it's far broader than that. So uh, CRIs, if, if we just look at the the divisional structure of it, we've we've obviously got the the research division. Uh, which is by far the the, the largest uh, component of the of the business, um, and it's and it's a very broad scope of of um, scientific disciplines. So we've we've got it in, divided into entomology and horticulture and and plant pathology, and um, they they deal with both pre and uh, post harvest components of, of of research, but that's only the research component, you know, and and uh, so. We all know that the research output without implementation is of no value. So 
Um, an integral component of the structure is, is an extension division. And, and that's part of the, you know, the interesting um, recipe that, that CRI has put together is that the, the extension division is, is not only uh, there to uh, ensure that the, the output of research is actually implemented and taken up by uh, all the components of the citrus industry, but they also play a very important role in, in identifying what the, the, the industry's uh, research needs are. Um, and, and I think that's one of the, the key things about the, the Southern African citrus uh, industry's research focus is that it's, it's always remained very closely aligned with industry needs. And those industry needs are not only, uh, you know, the, the production side. So extension operates a very wide range of, of stakeholder uh, representation fora, uh, which includes um, packaging, uh, pack houses, uh, exporters, technical panel, um, and including then obviously the, the producers. And that, that then establishes the, 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 the platform on which yeah. the, the research can, can then uh, focus. And I'm, I'm, I'm born. Uh, some of uh, your your colleagues, your um, associated uh, uh, businesses, uh, research organisations in the UK, are very jealous of you because I, I believe that you've um, you've had an increase in, in funding in, um, in in research funding. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Yeah, Max. So, I mean, we we as an organisation, we're in a very privileged uh, position in in the Southern African citrus industry. You know, there's been a a very long history of, of uh, recognizing the, the value of, of research in, in determining the future success of the industry. So, um, you know, um, if we look at it historically, it was in the mid-1950s that the, the industry decided to, wow. to start investing in its own research and technical uh, capacity. And, and that, that kind of laid the foundation for um, uh, what CRI is today, and it's and it's progressed through the the history of the industry, and uh, to where it is now. So um, you know the 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 industries recognise this, and and you know I mean, it's a global reality. Any industry that's heavily dependent on on technology needs to keep investing in yes. in yeah. um, research to remain competitive. And yeah. and I guess the recognition of that, the industry has agreed to increase the level of funding. You know, and the level of funding goes hand in hand with, you, you saw the teaser from, from Justin, this massive increase in plantings and, and production. So to, to remain competitive, you, you need to also remain on the forefront of, of um, yeah. uh, technologies to be able to, to do that. So, yeah, that's, that's the basis of, of the increased funding and, and yeah. you know, why it's, why it's relevant. And, and if, if I had my binoculars, um, having been to your, uh, your your facility three four years ago, been hugely impressed. If, if I was lucky enough to come to, to your facility, say four 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 years five years from now, what what would um, what would you all look like? Where, where 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 do you want to go? What does success look like for the CRI, please? Yeah, uh, Max, you, you you would uh, in probably in about a year's time, you you probably wouldn't recognise that. That facility anymore. Um, it's currently in the in the planning phase to get a another whole level. So the entire wow. facility is going up by, by one level. Wow. Um, so, but that's you know, Max. That's only just one of one of the facilities. So, so you know, we've got we've got 
um, presence in, in the different regions. So that's in Nelspreet, and we've got in, in Letsiteli, Pretoria, Port Elizabeth, Utenay, Stellenbosch, are all um, facilities that are that are linked in with, with CRI. And then additionally, the the um, the alliance uh, partnership uh, uh, network, you know. Um, but that's that's just the infrastructure, you know. There's there's a there's a whole lot behind the increased funding and and the plan as to as to how that that increased funding gets translated into um, a a more um, ensuring the sustained competitiveness of, of of the industry in the future. Yeah. No. Well. Well said, Vaughan. I, I always take take a view that. Well, we haven't said it yet in this broadcast that the best citrus in, in the world has grown grown in South Africa, um, and that's only because of the, the, the likes of the, the good work that yourself and your your colleagues do. So, um, yes, we we look forward to seeing where you take yourselves next to continue that success uh, with the South African fresh produce sector. I, I always say that you you know a business is going to do well when it's worried, and because it's worried, it's self analyzing itself and it's uh, trying to strategize to, to work its way around the various speed bumps. And crikey, uh, we've all had some speed bumps over the, over the last year, but I think it's going to be a very exciting time for, for you and your colleagues and the, and the CRI. Yeah, yeah, Max, it sure is, you know, and, and there's some there's some really, you know, interesting uh, areas that, that research can can really make a contribution to changing the the, the future of, of, of citrus, you know, and some of those some of those research areas are actually quite interesting for uh, general public, you know. So it's not all all just high tech stuff that that you know obscure uh, genetic work that, that people do. There's there's some there's some really like nice little little stories about uh, the research that that one does uh, that that relates to consumers as well, you know, sort of how how are we changing the profile of citrus that that it that it becomes more attractive to yeah. to the consumer, you know, yeah. and and how does it respond to changing market demands and and, yeah. and consumer expectations, you know, and you, and you and there's some there's some really some really neat areas that of, of research that, that that focus on that, you know, in particular the pest and disease management strategies, you know, so getting away from uh, or reducing the reliance on, on conventional plant protection product uh, chemical inputs and replacing them with a wide array of, of very wow. uh, interesting and imaginative new ways of managing pests and diseases yeah. Yeah. and producing that quality product. Vaughan, I think we're, we're very uh, lucky, yeah. very fortuitous to have the and, likes and of... ensuring that it's, it's, it's quality... Yeah. Thank you, Vaughan. I think we're very lucky, very fortunate to have the likes of your colleagues working not only for South African fresh produce, but for fresh produce globally. Let's get Johnny in um, to get to get his uh, his his view. Here comes Johnny. Vaughan, thank you very much. So, so Johnny, um, what do you think so far? What, what do you think of the um, of what uh, Vaughan's just said? What did you think of uh, of Joe's presentation? Well, oh, that was fascinating. Uh, I definitely will be heading back to uh, link in with him. Um, yeah, very, very interesting stuff. Um, Vaughan, uh, just a, a reference of Vaughan, uh, that they're not a bunch of uh, scientists in a in a lab um, doing much broader things than that. I, I, I've been in them post uh, presentations in their symposiums at nine o'clock um, in the nineteenth hole, <laughs> and, I, and I, they 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 get into the broader stuff as well. Um, I've had a good few scotches with uh, Vaughan and 
they, they're a very dynamic crowd. Um, uh, I think he undersells himself a little bit. Uh, they, they do some really fascinating stuff. Uh, and I, I think that this industry can be extremely proud of uh, what, what CRI has achieved, having taken that on from, from the, uh, the Cape Span days. Yeah. So, yeah, let, let's w watch them, watch them with my binoculars and then see how they progress. So, Johnny, you and yeah. I have got a problem. Uh, the problem is that Leanne has already pre-warned me that uh, I, I apparently like to talk and you apparently like to talk. And we've got 10 minutes, you, you know, before we need to move on to the, to the Q&A. So let's rush through this, but in a really orchestrated uh, manner. Uh, Citrus Growers Association Cultivar Company. Tell us, tell us everything, please. Um, okay, well, can, can I just put up uh, the presentation quickly? Away, um, yeah. Um, and, and don't no no, no rush, no rush. We've just got to be done by Christmas, Leanne said. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, hang on, I'm just going to just bear with bit, me. Uh, Johnny, this is great on the podcast because people, when they're listening to the podcast, driving a tractor or, or, or running or, yeah. or shop, shopping, they're, they're wondering, well, what's Johnny doing? I can't, can't see because it's obviously <laughs> a podcast. I wonder what he's going to show. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I've just uh, done is I've actually switched off uh, what I was going to show you. So I'll, I'll put it back on <laughs> if I can find it. Um, but yeah, just coming back to it while I do that, um, the um, Citrus Growers Association was, was basically started as a result of growers wanting an alternative uh, uh, to, to cultivar management companies uh, regarding spe specifically regarding um, pri private uh, protected cultivars and um, I think the concern was that the at, at the stage of uh, the inception of our company um, we were uh, uh, probably uh, in, a, in a, a very close to uh, controlled almost um, uh, by, by the one or two cultivar companies at that stage. Wow. I think the idea was to try and not not uh, take over the space, but uh, to to provide an alternative. Um, and um, I, th I think we've achieved that in a relatively short space of time. We've we've we started from zero base tw 2012. Um, wow. Okay. The idea and how we could do that would be basically that. We would have no prof profit objectives. Um, so profits that we that we do eventually, we we not quite there yet. But uh, when we get to the stage, profits would be used exclusively for the promotion of uh, of the objectives which the co company was started. And uh, and that was basically the mission: is to ensure that yeah, the South African citrus growers are provi provided with timely access to cultivars, so that we competitive uh, internationally yeah. uh, and then those varieties to be provided on reasonable terms and conditions yeah. um, and um, another concern uh, would have been and, and and that goes around our value statement which would be to to ensure uh, the protection of breeder and grower rights uh, by promoting you know, ethical practices fairness healthy competition in the cultivar management space uh, and then to, to set out how do you arrive uh, in a highly competitive space um, with no cultivars, that, that was quite challenging. Um, and uh, 
you had to sit around, set up about a, a, a bunch of differentiation criteria that would uh, attract, firstly, the people that read varieties or discover varieties, why they should use us. And so those main criteria were that we uh, targeted were profitability, affordability, relationship, and, re and uh, reputation, which I think um, was, was a bit strained and tenuous in, in the, the first days of uh, when, when, we, when we arrived in the space. Uh, there were a lot of concerns of, of growers uh, not receiving a good, um, a good rap in terms of varieties. So that was our mission. Um, and then um, the, uh, the, the main, the, uh, the main uh, target, obviously the target was to, to get a, a bunch of varieties together. And um, I think the fact that we were, we had uh, no profit objective allowed us to not take much middleman space, uh, uh, pro profit out of the, the owner's share of the variety and obviously yep. not loading a royalty to being uh, too expensive. Excellent. And as we started doing that, uh, it's been very evident that it's become a, a, a much more uh, level playing field. Uh, prices are becoming far more, not just from us, but uh, becoming far more reasonable and the conditions uh, are becoming more reasonable. So I, I like to think that we've uh, been pretty successful coming into the space now and uh, we've got a it's even more competitive which is extremely good i think yeah. for the industry um so we've got when i started there were two private cultivar companies there probably about seven now uh, and, including and, us so and, and johnny do you think yeah. the, the rootstock do you think the rootstock will become protected at some point in the, in the future do you think that's just a, just a natural evolution natural progression yes um a very interesting thing. I could probably talk about it later, uh, but, but um, just just quickly, they, the, the rootstock, which is currently an open source variety, and there are also some science uh, varieties, uh, eating varieties that are open, but that's declining. But uh, the biggest space is the rootstocks, and I think the uh, one of the things that Vaughan would tell you is probably the biggest concern. Uh, HLB, uh, Wang Long Bing, Chinese, uh, the Asian uh, greening disease. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that, Vaughan would tell you that it's, it's not if, it's when it arrives. Um, it is in um, the southern parts of California now. It's decimated uh, Florida. Um, it's a huge management issue in Brazil. Um, and huge challenges caused by by this disease uh, and the vector, control of the vector, the little psyllid fly. Um, and one of our possible saviors, uh, saving graces might be in rootstocks. Um, you know, the disease resides in that, in that part of the plant. And um, there are certain discoveries that have been made in Florida that uh, scientists there are looking at, which uh, would probably be very interesting. But once again, those are discoveries, and uh, the people that discover them would wanting, be wanting to apply a, a, a protection to that and a, a royalty, most likely. So you'll probably see that space changing over time as well. Thank, thank, thank you. I think it's one that we're all very keen to investigate because obviously there's similar issues within within the banana sector and um, 
um, I, we need people like yourself and Vaughan to oh, create create those solutions so that we can still um, enjoy the, uh, the 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 amazing fresh produce. Um, reverse trends for us of development for health with the increase in hard citrus consumption. That's it. it the, the market, in some respects, is coming towards you, is it not? Yeah, I, I found myself here. I'm just going to quickly. Uh, it was quite difficult. Uh, saying who we are, what we do, and I was trying to find... Yeah. Uh, Everyone on the podcast, jo Johnny's come come good. He's managed to multitask. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to just skip past that. We've done that. Um, and then I was just going through a couple of uh, old slides. This is a 2010 to 2015. Um, and that was the trend very much happening then um, at that stage. Uh, it was just quite clear what was going to happen, uh, or so we thought. And um, soft citrus in that soft citrus space, uh, you see the first the first lots of soft citrus. The red the red bars are pretty much running along at about a million buds supplied per year, and um, those were all the novas uh, and uh, clementines and satsumas, which were open source varieties. And then suddenly, one twenty fourteen. Wow. Everybody realized that they're getting enormous prices for Clement Gold, Nadorkots, whatever you call it, Apura. Um, and uh, that's when the, the change started and people started bailing out of uh, oranges. Um, just an interesting slide, this next slide now, uh, 2011, um, when, when I arrived in the industry, um, just take a note of the, the soft citrus there, 9%. And uh, Navel's at 26%, uh, Valencia's at uh, 41%. Dior says he likes, uh, he likes oranges. Well, the industry has changed. 2021, the consumer likes soft citrus. Uh, if you look at the percentages down there on the right, soft citrus has gone to 24 from 8%. Um, and, and that's trees in the ground. Um, wow. the, the first slide I showed you with the bar graphs, that, that was... Um, Budwood that we supplied in that year, 2015. And it takes about uh, five years to produce a tree. So these are those trees now coming into production. Um, and you see there obviously a huge change from lemon lime, which was also 8% at that stage, now 19, uh, more than doubled. Uh, grapefruit, uh, the previous slide was about 14 and it's gone down to 9%. But hugely, Valencia's uh, and Naval's have decreased. Uh, Valencia probably has maintained its plantings. Uh, Naval has has been the one of the oranges that that's really changed the scenario. And then coming back to what you said, a reverse trend. So, so this is a slide. Um, I'm assuming you can see it. We can. Um, it showed then in, in purple. Uh, it showed what was happening up to about 2013, 2014, I have a picture there, I think our, our photographs are blocking it, but uh, more or less the same picture, uh, bearing down on 2 million buds uh, supplied per, per year. Uh, so purple was becoming dominant and um, we thought that would continue. And then quite the reverse happened. Uh, the following year, um, the gray area, uh, is open source varieties. Uh, and the following year, it was just holding its nose above the water ahead of the protected varieties. And, th and that was the lemon, 
uh, the, the lemon effect. That was every grower bailing into lemons because they, um, they, they, they were yielding fantastic prices in the market. Uh, a good few wine farmers also came flying into the industry as well because wine was battling at that stage and they, they poured a lot of hectares into uh, growing lemons. Um, but the, the lemon held, held the hard citrus and the open citrus uh, almost uh, alongside the protected varieties. All lemons are, are uh, open source. Um, Valencias, a lot of Valencias of the most important Valencias midnights are open varieties. So um, then uh, 20, what is it, 2018, 2019, you see a big dip uh, and it goes protected again. And that was Tango arriving in South Africa. And there was quite a tussle between Nadorkot, uh, Seedless and Tango, the release of those protected varieties. So everybody thought, okay, here we go again. It's going to be dominated by hard citrus. Um, and then it leveled off again. Uh, and this last year, I think a lot of what Joe said um, has come to play, uh, the reverse trend uh, that you opened question with. And, and, and that probably some of the effects Justin talked about in um, yep. uh, his uh, uh, recent, recent discussions I've read in our journal. Um, the, the fewer trips to, to supermarkets by uh, consumers have, have produced, it's, uh, it's actually changed consumers like back to oranges, uh, not only because of some of the things that Joe said, and uh, they like them and they associated them with vitamin C, but they store better. Oh. They, they don't need to take up your fridge space. Uh, a soft citrus variety does. Okay. Um, so you can, you can hurl your oranges into the same basket with your onions and taties. Um, and I think there was also a recognition of a bigger source of vitamin C, um, as Joe said. Uh, so... There, there, this this uh, slide doesn't play into that, but I think in future uh, it could continue holding off the protected varieties, which basically lie in the soft citrus sector. Okay. Uh, and I, I think for a few years to come, um, depending on what Joe's figures look like in future, uh, how, how this plays out, I'm not quite sure. Um, do we stay with uh, additional online purchases. If you think about an online variety, uh, variety if you're an online kind of Johnny, Johnny, logistic keep, company, yes. Johnny, Johnny, keep going. Um, everyone else, can you come come in? Because it's, it's a really good point to bring everyone else. Go, go on, Johnny. So you think that online, online? Are they all there? Yeah, yeah, don't yes. worry about them. You keep, you keep going. Johnny, if you could just stop your screen share as well. Okay. So yeah, the on online versus the the, the conventional—it uh, is going to be fascinating to see how that that develops. So, so Johnny, it's a bit. So as, as Justin was saying on on the on the teaser on the trailer um, that that we did with the with Leanne, that he he was quite robust as to where the direction of um, South African citrus is, um, is is going. Johnny, are you positive about where South African citrus is going, or do you see some uh, significant speed bumps that we need that we need to talk about that we need to be aware of, um, such as a, a disease? What do you think, Johnny? Um, several things. Uh, I, I think there's some of the things like disease. 
will probably, uh, depending on how we uh, manage to deal with uh, HLB when it comes, as Vaughan says, not if, when, um, when it will come, uh, it definitely will put the brakes on. Uh, disease control will be a, a huge issue. Um, I think there are other, other drivers in the market um, that, that might reverse the trends. As I said, the hard citrus uh, uptake in, over COVID times and how long COVID is going to play out. Uh, Vaughan talked about COVID in South Africa. We, we, we're probably going to get vaccinated within 10 years, the last stats that I saw yesterday. Okay. So okay. it's going to take us a while. Okay. Um, and yeah, the, the, the health factors of hard citrus, I think uh, are probably going to also be uh, come into play. Um, okay. Hard citrus carries some very strong chem uh, compounds, chemical compounds that are critical to health. Jody, what, what, well done. What a, what a masterclass. Rowan, are, are you positive about where South African citrus is, is going? Or am I being a bit um, alarmist? So, um, are, are there speed bumps coming along that we need to be aware of? What do you think, Rowan? Oh, not at all. I'm, I'm very positive about uh, the industry in general. If you have a look at the growth patterns that we've seen in the last 10 or 20 years, um, that forecast is, is there to stay. Um, I think Justin um, was very clear in, in what he said um, in the, in the pre-interview. We're going from 160 million cartons this year to 200 million cartons in the next three years, and from there on to 260 million cartons. And I think um, because of the work that the, the CGA and, the, uh, and Vaughan and his team have done, South Africa are probably in the forefront when it comes to production um, practices in the citrus industry globally. Um, you've seen all the changes in the varieties that, that we are bringing in, um, not only through, through the CGA, but also through the protected varieties that are coming in. And I think there's place for, for both, um, okay. both of those in the, in the industry. I'm very positive about what we see. I mean, South Africa in the, the citrus industry in South Africa adds tremendously to our GDP and also to employment. Uh, and with the growth in volumes, that's only going to get better. Yep, yep. And, and there's a whole lovely story about all the, the empowerment elements of the sustainability that's, that's coming through. But, but market access, if you, if you look at the UK, we, we did a really clever thing uh, five years ago. The anniversary was yesterday, uh, yesterday a thing called Brexit, where we're try, trying to make it as difficult as possible for anyone to trade with us. Um, don't ask me why. Um, the, are, are, you, are you happy, convinced that this uh, additional product, volume of product that you're growing, that there will be a home for it? Do you, uh, what, what do you think? The, the amazing produce that you're growing, do you think there will be a future home for it globally? Well, I think what we've seen uh, globally is there's an increase in um, the need to, to eat healthy. Um, and what we're seeing now is, particularly with COVID, that, that need or that, that, um, that trend is, is actually increasing. So the CJ are very involved in market access and developing new market access. Um, and we've also seen just recently um, lemon protocol for, for China has now changed. So we're likely mm -hmm. to see a significant increase in our lemon volumes being shipped into China outside of the stereo protocol. So changes like that are definitely positive for us. Okay, what, what I wrote, do you, what do you think? Do you, do you think there will be market access for your product? Yes, I think so. Behind the scenes, uh, especially the CGA with Dallard, the, the, the government are working very hard for, to, to get market access all over the world. And for instance, with the, the China Lemons Protocol to, um, to make it easier to, to get quality produce um, to the countries where, where we, we, we are sending at the moment. 
the thing that's important for us at, in our own company is to, to have a balance from the beginning to the end of the season. And I think that might be a challenge, but um, definitely something that as an industry, if you work together, for instance, in, um, uh, in the grapefruit, we, we are all working together to, to market our product longer over the season and uh, not supply it in a few weeks that we did a few years ago. So there's definitely a lot of people that's working together to, to, um, to get the volumes that we are producing in a good quality yeah. condition in, 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 the, in, the, uh, in the designated countries. Fantastic. Vaughan, you very kindly raise your hand. What, what do you think? Do you think there will be good market access for this additional product that's coming on stream? Yeah, Max, you know, um, that, that's one of the, the overarching priorities of, of the, the research uh, effort in, in Southern Africa is to um, ensure that, that we, we can gain, retain and optimize uh, conditions of access to, to markets. So it's a primary focus of, of, of uh, all of this technology that, that we bring to bear um, and, and obviously, that's a key factor in ensuring the, the sustained uh, competitiveness of the industry. Uh, uh, opening access to new markets, uh, retaining access to existing markets, you know, where, they, where, they, where it comes under, under challenge, and then optimizing those conditions. The lemons, is, lemons to China is a classic example of optimizing the conditions. You know, so there's an agreement to change the, the, the temperatures at which lemons are shipped, the, the previous um, temperatures were damaging to quality. We can now ship lemons to, to China once this protocol has been finalized at, at temperatures that are less damaging. So you, you can now suddenly land that product uh, in, a, in a good condition in the market. And there's so much opportunity still in terms of, of gaining, retaining and optimizing market access um, for Southern African citrus that, that you know, I'm really not concerned at all about the the the, the massive uh, increase in in plantings and and future uh, yield. Um, there's there's uh, there's still great opportunity ahead. Well done, well done, Paul. And what about logistics? Because I know that you've had um, a, a slight problem with the the likes of uh, lack of containers. Because we've probably got them all in in the UK because they're all full of PPE stuffed in our, in our ports. Um, it, it, you always learn from a from adversity. You always learn from a crisis. Do you think? And having said that, we, we mentioned it with the with the trailer with with Justin. I think that the what all of you within the Citrus community within South Africa managed to accomplish over over COVID last year was just a, a another masterclass to to behold. But on the logistics side, can you see you all uh, learning from that and and creating a, a better solution um, ongoing? Uh, what do you think, Johnny? You're hitting me with a logistics question. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, sorry, can I just go back? I was about to put my hand up for another question, uh, and it was just to back up what uh, what Vaughan's just said. Um, what they achieved, the CRI and the CGA, in in opening and maintaining and actually optimizing that Chinese market was uh, miraculous. It was fantastic. Well, it's been sustained hard work. For about five or six years, and and, and that's going to open up twenty five thousand tons of lemons per, per potentially. So if, uh, I, I totally agree with Vaughan. Um, 
what I was going to put my hand up for was um, in terms of logistics, it answers this question as well, and packing and, and all the things that go, go with it is we, we need to, uh, I heard a very interesting point by Graham, Dr. Graham Barry, uh, who said, you, as, a, as, a, as a grower, you need to think in terms of the entire portfolio, a, a portfolio, portfolio of shares. Um, so don't look at providing peaks in the, in the industry, you're growing too much, um, say, late mandarins, let's spread the, the soft citrus right across the season. So that's our function and how we're approaching it. So try and uh, dissipate uh, going from earlier varieties through the middle season. We've got enough in, in the late season, and I think we can do a damn good job uh, with the, the breeders that are, that are providing new varieties in the early and mid season. So, Johnny, does that answer that, your question logistically? It, it does. Uh, it'll it, help it, logistics. It, it, there's that great expression, the Kansas City shuffle. Everyone looks left, you go right. If you're persuading your, your growers to slightly um, spread out the growing patterns with, with the varieties, it's going to be beneficial to, to everyone. Rome, what do you think? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a logistics. Is it something that you're overly concerned about or do you just see that as a, as a speed bump at this point in time? No, I think it's a speed bump at this point in time. Um, we had a bit of a difficulty at the beginning of the season, but things have, have evened out um, quite easily. Uh, I think South Africans, if nothing else, are entrepreneurial and yep. are always looking for, for solutions. Uh, us within our group, we've been working on a, a numerous solutions to make sure that we get our fruit onto the water in the most efficient means possible. And as an industry, generally, we tend to do that. Yeah. And, and do you, uh, are you, are you as, everyone seems to be very, very competent on the logistics side. And your, your view of that, do you, do you not see that as, a, as an issue? That it's just a, an, an issue from last year, perhaps? Uh, yeah, it, 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 it can be an issue, but there's a lot of things that we are doing um, to, to, to help that issues. If you look at uh, the rail solutions that a lot of people are starting, or a lot of farmers are starting to use ourselves, we're using. Uh, a container depot about an hour from us. So we, we load our pallets to the container depot, the Lexitelli uh, container depot. And it's on the train and goes straight into the harbor onto the boat. Okay. And that, that helps a lot, especially with, with the trucks um, and the roads that we are struggling with. Um, but what we also do is to, to, to we, we have a facility where we pack our fruit and we try to optimize the facility from the beginning of the season, say we, in Woodspread, we start in March up until the end of September. And doing, by doing that, you're also spreading your season and the volumes through the year and uh, taking pressure off the peaks. Fantastic. And, and everyone, we're just slightly to uh, running out of time. One question I've just had in, on, on WhatsApp. Uh, the, the consumer is really keen to know about where the, the produce comes from. Um, South Africa um, Fresh Produce um, has an ongoing marketing campaign. But if anything, the consumers wanted to know more about sustainability, about the, the growers, about, about the farmers, how the product is moved. What, what are your views as to where South African citrus can um, promote themselves in the respect of the sustainability um, and, and the empowerment schemes uh, and, and the, different, the, the, the difference that you can, you can uh, make as citrus grows within South Africa? What can we tell global consumers about South African citrus in respect of that whole sustainability message? Uh, Vaughan, should we start with you, please? Yeah, Max, uh, I mean, 
linking on with with some of what I said in the beginning, you know, there, there's uh, there are research projects that are that are making fantastic uh, progress in in finding out ways to manage pest and disease uh, uh, challenges uh, with a reduced reliance on on uh, um, conventional um, chemical inputs. You know, that in itself creates a, a profile for for uh, citrus fruit, which is is perfectly aligned with uh, the consumer's interest in in minimizing environmental impact, you yeah. know, um, optimizing the the assurance of of uh, food safety, um, and and that's that's the kind of uh, um, technology that requires uh, highly experienced, uh, capable research uh, to enable you to produce this kind of volume. Um, and, and to be agile in the way in which we, we produce fruit uh, to, to remain in touch with what our markets do. And that's what South Africa has always done marvelously, remain in touch with what the markets want from them. Brilliant. Um, Rowan, did, if, if, I, if I was lucky enough when, when we're allowed to, to bring um, a handful of uh, food influencers uh, to, to come and see you and your citrus colleagues in, in South Africa, what would you love to show them about citrus, about the sustainability, about how you are growing in, a, in, a, in an environmental way that they're going to be impressed with and tell all the zillions of followers? How can we impress them? What do you think? Well, I think... Um very importantly, citrus growers uh, typically are environmentalists first and foremost, and you'll often find that they have large tracts of land where they actively protect the environment um, and protect nature. So, so that's something um, that I think is, is terribly important that we as, a, as an industry communicate. Um, I think it goes without saying that social responsibility and ethical trading are a part and parcel of that as well. Yeah. Yeah, well said. We again, we said it with uh, with Justin with my little uh, box of citrus fruit from South Africa. All it says is a, a little label on here, made in South Africa. And I don't know what the answer is. Whether it's QR codes, whether it's um, uh, videos, whether it it is um, actually looking to persuade um, some uh, uh, bloggers, uh, some Instagram stars, to on a food perspective to come down to South Africa so that they can tell everyone. There's still this issue within the likes of the UK that six out of ten kids don't know where fresh produce comes from. So, so for us to influence all of them so that they know uh, what great things citrus growers are, are, are doing and growing um, so that influences the, the consumer and the kids to buy buy more more fresh produce um johnny sustainability it's it, it's it's not a greenwashing phrase because it's going to be here for, for a long term what what do you think we can we can do we can say to influence the consumer internationally to buy more south african fresh produce especially spit citrus through that sustainability message please I think it comes back to what I was talking about just now. Is uh, certainly if we if we can uh, spread the crop across the entire season, so you're producing fresh stuff at the right time of the season, at season fresh. Um, it's not uh, had to go through a peak in in the in the market spread in the variety spread. Uh, it hasn't had to sit around in markets, um, and I think that's what South Africa is doing in a in a good in a very positive way. Um, the cultivars that are being introduced into the industry now are very exciting and, and uh, achieving that. So I think we're going to have lots of varieties coming at the optimum quality at the right time through the Excellent. through the whole season. Johnny, well, well done. Duo, what do you think? How would you look to promote uh, sustainability? How would you look to promote uh, the environmental aspects of what you do, please? Yes, it's it's if you if you look at the uh, uh, citrus orchard, for instance, you will start planning your orchard 
maybe three years before you plant it or even even start pre preparing the land for it. Then your orchard will get planted, it will start bearing fruit and it will probably be producing optimal up to these days, I would say 50 years. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing I was taking the average. Wow. So that is a, so to be sustainable um, almost comes naturally being a citrus farmer because you can't take yeah. a short-term view on it. You have to take a long-term view on it. And as you go on, you start replacing. So every year you will also replace orchards and that will will, will bring you to another 50 years looking after that orchard. And, and um, if you look at replacing orchards, you have to look after the soil because you're <laughs> going to replace it. You can't just yeah. leave it um, uh, and, and, and go on to find another, another land. Yeah. Fantastic. Well done. Citrus is for life, not, not, just, a, not just a Christmas. So, so everyone, just to, just to wrap up as we're running out of time, could you tell uh, UK, um, American, Asian retailers, customers as to why you think they should buy amazing South African fresh produce? Come on, Vaughan, you go first. Why should we all buy South African citrus, please? Because it is uh, grown to, to meet the consumer's highest expectations. You won't be wow. disappointed. F fantastic. Johnny, come on, why, thank you, Paul. Johnny, why should we buy South African citrus, please? Clearly, because we, we've got such a diverse um, uh, climate area that we are able to plant varieties that are specific to certain climates and, and uh, produce a, a fantastic spread. Um, yeah, if you're, I've traveled in Florida where you're limited to juice-type fruits and uh, we are able to do fantastic valentias, grapefruit, lemons, soft citrus in specific climate areas that they require. So I think we're very climate-specific for our varieties. Excellent. Uh, jo Johnny, someone's just uh, WhatsApp me to say it sounds like um, South Africa is the Garden of Eden. Uh, Joe, how, how, how can you persuade us, not that you need to, but how can you persuade us to buy more South African citrus, please? I think the, the South Africa is a, it's a small little country on the southern tip of Africa that is the second largest export of citrus in the world. And that is not by luck. It's through dedication yeah. and hard work and research and um marketing and a lot of things so um and the reason the people do it is to 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 supply the rest of the world with quality product and it's not going to change anytime soon and it will probably get better going into the future excellent Rowan, you, you'll love this why should every footballer eat south african citrus <laughs> citrus is an inherently healthy product um, and I think South Africa produces consistently some of the best quality of citrus in, in the world. So if you want to maintain a healthy mind and a healthy body, you need to eat healthy. Yeah, and, and every South African rugby player eats South African citrus, and that's why you might just win against us when we come over the, and, uh, for, for, the, uh, for the tournament. Leanne, please wrap up for us. I, I think it's been such an interesting mix. Having Justin on our, on our teaser trailer um, last week, give us a real uh, in-depth understanding as to where, how South African citrus was formed and where it is today and where it's going to be in the future. To have both Vaughan and, and Johnny to give the understanding as to the, the amount of R&D that's going on now and in the future. And to have Gio and Rowan give us a real understanding of what, what it's like um, actually on, on, on the ground. And I love what Gio said, you're, you're planting a tree potentially for 50 years. You can't get better environmentally than that. 
Leah, what do you think, please? Wrap up for us. Yeah, I, I just think two things, just as a little antidote, a um, little saying, um, you know, with our, our sports and our rugby players and the, the banter between footballers and, and rugby players. You know, one of the things when I grew up is every time you did sports, I think it was on that, that half break in your sports, someone would come out with a, a plate of segments of citrus. And that's what you would, you would get refreshed with. You would eat that. It would set you up for your second, you know, your second half of your match. So, you know, our South Africans and our sport, sports people have been brought up on eating citrus during their, their games matches. So um, <laughs> a little bit of a, a story there. But I think in terms of our, our citrus industry, you know, just touching on the different aspects of it during this broadcast, you can understand that our citrus industry is strong. It's connected. It's built on very, very strong foundations, be it from the research from our citrus variety development to our, you know, our investment in our plantations, the passion of our farmers who grow the citrus. You know, I know, Max, we ran out of time today, but we didn't touch on some of the transformation projects that are going on, as well as sustainability. A lot of our farmers are starting to put on solar onto their farms to generate power back into the grid. So a whole ecosystem in our citrus sector is very, very strong and very focused on the markets that we supply to. Um, and of course, we just grow beautiful fruit because we have beautiful soils and beautiful weather. So, you know, I think the whole package is there for the South African citrus industry. And we've, uh, I'm sure some of you have seen, we just had a great comment from, from Dawi Murray uh, saying, buy South African citrus. You will never but uh, something else. You will never taste something else. Our sun is the best ingredient for our tasty fruit. So let's just say that again, buy South African citrus. You will never taste anything better. Our sun is the best ingredient for our tasty fruit. Um, everyone, thank you very much for your, for your time today with uh, with the PMA in South Africa, Beastock Global. Um, Leanne, can you just say how, thank you very much to the rest of your team because we wouldn't be able to do it without them, please? Yes, thank you much, very much, Jennifer Anouk. You're somewhere out there. Thanks for your support, always. And um, everyone, South African um, citrus is just phenomenal. I'm not saying that because I'm completely biased towards you, but, but I am. But it is, you, you taste other citrus in, in the UK alone. It just doesn't compare to South African citrus. So the more that we all can do to persuade, especially the younger generation to, to consume South African citrus, uh, the healthier they'll be and a better planet we'll have. Everyone, thank you very much for, for your time. Keep safe and that. We look forward to seeing you on the uh, next PMA Beanstalk broadcast. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys.